Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. to the wise men say podcast we've decided to provide you with a little bit of bonus content this new year's eve um sunland have had a an excellent week uh beating doncaster and sheffield wednesday over the last few days so i'm joined by stephen goldsmith hello stephen hello how are you doing i'm okay i'm okay i'm finished work now i've been at work i feel like i'm the only person in the country that's been at work this week yeah um which was not a great move on my behalf. Um, Does that mean so when, ev- when everybody famously forgets what day it is during uh, Christmas New Year, are you actually one of the few people who is um, fully aware of what day it is? And no, when? I've spent, no, because I've still spent most of the last week drunk. And <laughs> uh, yeah, something, but it wasn't my best uh, decision to not take the whole days for this week. And uh, a man who famously makes not very good decisions, Richard Eastbrook, is also with us this afternoon. Hello, Richard. Hello, you're all right. Yeah, yeah I'm that's, good. Yeah, I've booked the entire two weeks off, so that's probably the best decision I've made of 2021. <laughs> there's a, a long yeah. list of decisions that I've made this year that I'll later regret, but this one is, definitely not. You've actually uh, got to take them, though, have you? Yeah, I have to. Yeah, I mean, I don't right, have so to. The can, decision was taken out of your hands. Well, I can go. I can go in, but there'd be nothing for us to do. Um, that's I'd what I've had to do. Yeah, some people prefer that. that. I quite like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you should do that. But well, well. So, Richard, your res- New Year's resolution, I imagine, is to make better decisions in twenty twenty two. To sit closer to the action at the stadium. <laughs> It'd be quite, you know, difficult <laughs> to do that. I imagine without... it's it's, uh, it's impossible. <laughs> no, it, it is. Well, but yeah, I bet. To be fair, though, you will have had uh, quite a good view of the first three goals last night. In yeah. uh, Sunderland's demolition, especially the Sheffield Wednesday, which wasn't yeah. quite and kind of clear what was happening. Richard would have been right underneath that one. Oh, well, literally, yeah, literally, literally right underneath. It. It. <laughs> Richard, was, was it you that tried to parry it off the line? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it had the perfect. I know we'll come on to, to describing the game. You can but... come on what you want. You can start and describe right. the game now. If... All right. Well, I'm going to start by. There's describing no structure the... in this. So... I'm going to start by describing the third goal. Right, just, fine. Just to just keep you on your toes. So but, first things third, shall we? Yeah, first things third. The goalkeeper <laughs> ended up in the net, which is one of the most aesthetically pleasing things you can see from a goal. Apart from it hitting the bar and going in, is the goalkeeper ending up in the net. So, so I, was, I was quite happy with that. As well as celebrating, I did a little... Because uh, the keeper deserved it. Um, but no, it was, he's, quite, it was just, he's quite a good goalkeeper. I mean, he made uh, some great saves in the second half, but in the first yeah, he half, did. he looked really dodgy. Um mm. He Especially from coming, he wasn't very good coming for the ball. He, he yeah. was a, but a decent shot stopper, I think, as well. Mm. Right with him. Yeah, yeah, and his distribution wasn't wasn't great either. So, I, was, I mean, 
for the second goal. So I'll just work backwards. Um, for for Stewart's second goal, <laughs> yeah, you've two, started two in the games, two yeah. games, and you've started like at the yeah, latter yeah. end of the second one. <laughs> <laughs> for for the for his second goal, he was. Uh, for, I, I thought he'd gone too wide. I thought it was he had too much to do. It's great um, finish. It was a great. It was like absolutely yeah. spot on finish. Um, it was just an enjoyable game. You know, it was. It was. They were easily. Of of our thrashings at home this season that we've doled out, they were easily the the best quality. Well, uh, but even then they were like they were better than some of the teams that were beating one or two nil. They were the you know we shouldn't we shouldn't overstate or understate how how good Wednesday were, especially in the first half. Um, I agree. I I, I, I I like that we played a proper team last night and mm. and and just like swatted them aside like we. Things were happening to them last night in the second half that happened to us. Like nothing was going right for them. They were like the the hunting down of our like of our front three or four was was they were just getting no time on the ball. Nothing was going right. Barry Bannon, for I think he's a fantastic player, Barry Bannon. He was just getting himself more and more wound up. And we've seen that before, like with McGeady, yeah. it's happened a big and it just felt like we were dishing out something that we'd been on the receiving end of quite a few times and it was really really nice to really nice to see wasn't it yeah definitely yeah. definitely two massive like uh, differences between the two games because Doncaster were really poor really really poor and it yeah. was like it was you know I, I was next to Mickey Loft watching that game in, in the ground and we were sort of saying how you know by the second half it was like a, an attack versus defence training drill it was like right let's yeah. know your defensive shape is against our attacking shape and then they were just like Hoofing the ball back to us, as if to say, right, go on, then, then, go on, then do it again, yeah. yeah, do it again. That that's that's what it was like. But as you've said, Sheffield Wednesday started really well the first ten minutes or so, and you thought, oh, they, they, this is a this is a step up from what we've been playing. But we just we blew them away with our our attacking ability, and it's it's, well, it's it close to where we were near the start of the season, isn't it now? Yeah, and and, and 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 with you know with the team that is kind of down to the bare bones, really with. Obviously, Broadhead's come out of the team, and he's we'll have to stay out of the team. And uh, it, it's it's really pleasing to see like Diaku. You know, I've, when he first came into the team, it was like, oh, hmm, what's he <laughs> what's he going to achieve? And it was like six weeks ago, you're not thinking Diaku is going to have the game he'd have last night against Sheffield Wednesday. He very much seemed like someone who. Yeah, great. You've scored the fifth one against Cheltenham. Very good. Like that's great. And if that's what we're going to use you for, then excellent. Didn't really think he'd be having this much of a. Well, he, would, he wouldn't have had a. Him. He wouldn't have had a run of games, would he? That's be fair. No? Like if no? we if we'd had more players available. So we and we've all agreed this. We've all said this internally, haven't we? That there's definitely something in the fact that he hasn't been able to mess around with his team and he's had to rely on the same twelve or thirteen yeah. players. It's made a huge difference because those players have bonded now and they've. And they've clicked because, like, Embleton was out the team as well. You forget, you know, he, he spent a few yeah. games out the team, didn't he? And, yeah. and, you know, it's just a pleasure to watch him and Dan Neal in the certain midfield. Um, and you've missing Winchester as well, like, yeah. minute, who, who, you know, you're watching that last night and you, you don't miss him. It's weird because I love him, obviously. But I think, and he's been arguably the best player this season we've had, you know, at right back and in, in, in midfield. And, He's come out of that. He's obviously injured, and we're managing not mm. to miss him. Whereas before, when people have dropped out the team, it's been like, "Oh, 
shit, like, what we're going to do now. Or like Corey Evans last night was excellent. Yeah. He was really good. Old man Evans. Fair well, good. I feel like he's found his, his, his role now where he seems to have accepted that he can't get around the pitch as much as yeah. he probably thought he could. Maybe as we all thought he could after that first game against Wigan where it was outstanding because he's just digressed ever since. Um, <laughs> but I think he's just, you know, he's allowing the other two to play and he's just sort of sitting and holding his shape. And that sounds really boring, but you still need to have game awareness to to, to be able to do it and to be able to slot in and do it. Embleton must be thinking it's quite shun that uh, Dan Neal's getting all of the, the love this and the attention. Slide. Like, yeah, he's yeah. one of our own. And Elliot's thinking, well, I'm a local lad as well, you know. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing a wee bit of yeah. <laughs> Uh, people so, probably think we bought them from Blackpool last season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah their two of our own doesn't quite work, but I'll try to shoe on. on no, because then you'd have to say he's a, yeah. the two of them, both yeah. the names. That would be some shoe yeah. horn, wouldn't it? Maybe Dad, someone can... can combine the names and call them, I don't know, yeah. Elliot Neal. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Embleby. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to have a go, Emble. if you want to have a go of that, record it and send it to us. Yeah, do that. And we'll just release that instead of doing a pod next week. <laughs> yeah, did, try did and combine those two in a one chance with them both being local lads and smashing it this season. Yeah, I did, I, I did hear a song um, to the tune of "Heaven Is a Place on Earth" by Belinda Carlisle uh, from the South Stand. I don't know if you heard that, Stephen, but it was. Uh, it was barely relatable to the tune. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna start Ro- picking holes. Was in it, it. Uh, Ross Stewart? One. Was Ross Stewart? Yeah. yeah, it's the best on earth. Yeah, I, 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 don't think, I don't think I must have missed that. I know we've kind of spoken about like how chants start, but does does a thirty year old year old song that you know half the South Stand will never have heard unless they listen to Smooth? Um, <laughs> it's a fantastic song. Yeah, oh, it's a good song, but it's just an odd choice. She was a very prominent figure in my childhood, Belinda Carlisle. She was always on the like Saturday morning little kids' TVs and that yeah. blasting out our latest hits, which of that was one of them, of course. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I can't say I did. It's still quite strange, <laughs> just the whole atmosphere, you know, because you, you could see that the Sheffield Wednesday fans were singing, but you couldn't really hear them from the self stand. Everybody yeah, who was... everybody who was further over to that end of the ground said they were really good. And I, I, I was to, laughing a I lot to, at them. Well, I used to always find that from when I used to sit in the north stand, and you, you couldn't hear the self stand. And then when you're sitting there, you obviously can. And it's just yeah, yeah, it's that weird, it's that weird place. But I, I think you need to be sitting near the centre in order to hear both sets of fans. I think. I actually thought that, I thought their fans were great. Like they were. Yeah. Um, they were. They, they, I was had a, a good old uh, giggle at them singing. Oh, we've got the ball, and then we've lost the ball. But the transition was was fantastic. Like it, as soon as they gave the ball away, the transition was was really good. And I've been in awareness like that before, where you kind of just have to laugh because nothing was going right for them, and they were just getting dicked. And I saw a tweet from a. Sheffield Wednesday fan, I think the bus is broken down. Yeah, and they paid two hundred quid for a taxi. Say, like, oh mate, the biggest ever. Mm. Oh mate, yeah, he did. Yeah. And then well, somebody, fair, asked, somebody asked him when he got in. He said, just as the second goal was going in. <laughs> oh, 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 oh no! <laughs> uh, oh dear. Well, that's his own fault, really, isn't it? For paying two hundred pounds yeah. for the taxi. We we've we've had it ourselves, man, haven't we? We were just of talking about this before we come on, man. Just saying how like. You know, a lot of um, pattern, people are patting themselves on the back and a lot of smart-ass tweets going around in particular. Yeah, about, there are. 
where are all the people who were slugging Lee Johnson off a few weeks ago? Like, well, I mean, it's it's firstly it's yeah. shit crack, that it's really really shit crack because football. That's why you're there to offer opinions on football. Things change, people's form goes up and down, um, and it's just yeah, it's, it's no, it is shit crack though. That I think because. I was critical of Johnson. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't. Like, because I was, and I still, I, to be honest, I stand by it at the time because yeah, it's the last week's been excellent. Like, you know, we've we won eight nil over the over the last two games, and Johnson's rightly been praised. Been you know, he deserves all the praise he's getting for for this because it's brilliant. But if he deserves all of this, then he deserved the question that he got when we lost eight one. Yeah, in the space of a few days, uh, yeah. Rotherham and Chef and, and Sheffield Wednesday, who was beaten, mm-hmm. and Paul then before that, four yeah, as well. Then it, it, you know, it, it's just Division like, three, oh, can you not just enjoy it? Like, yeah, can we just enjoy yeah. just, being a good team five 0 I mean, it speaks to the the, the 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 kind of the bipolar, um, not bipolar, but the, yeah, the polarized way that people speak about football on on the internet, on on Twitter and Facebook, and you know it. I've always taken like quite a not a long term view, but I've always kind of taken everything into account. And I was kind of in two minds about whether during that slump whether Lee Johnson was the right guy to to take us forward. But I kind of came to the conclusion that eventually, you know, that even with the streaks as bad as they are, I think we might be high up enough to 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 just about get over the line if it's not going to be automatic, maybe through the playoffs. But. But you know when it's when it's great. Going in the playoffs again, do you? Oh, I know, but, but when it's when it's great, you get people. When when it's great, you get people coming out with like you know, where where were you when we were shit kind of thing. And yeah, but when when it's terrible, it's it's often like deafening the noise yeah. to get rid of them. You and know what? You know, we're not, it's always be, somewhere in the middle. It would be pretty pointless calling out reaction pods, reaction pods, if your reaction to a five 0 gubbin in Division Three would be to like, oh well, we lost five one, but you know. We might win a game of football again in the future, so I don't uh, really have an opinion to offer here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is like, very much like that. It's it's weird. Yeah. It, it, it's uh oh, you just mentioned where were you when you were shit there, Richard? By the way, and uh, I just like to make a point that Brentford fans singing that a Man City fans the other day it was the biggest loser behaviour I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, which is totally unrelated to anything about this pod. But I was like, <laughs> listen, and I was going, you are utterly pathetic, all of you. Anyway, um, yeah. So that, like, the, you're right, and I, I, I think it's a, a, just a shit opinion to have, and to like, rather than go and enjoy the win, look yeah. for like, oh well, first, you first said thing this. is, yeah. First thing you think is who going to go and uh, have an argument yeah. with, and who going to go and point their finger at. But never mind. It's put someone back two points per game. This as well. Like, well, no, we were anyway. It's, it's maintained that that sort of level. Mm. Um, which is interesting. I was just doing some um, looking back in the previous seasons to see if, um, you know, because we always kind of try and clarify to people why it's important, the two points per game. Um, and I just thought I'll actually go back and do some research rather than just sort of presuming that's what you normally need um, to get promoted. And it, it, last year you would have won the league on on um, two points per game because that's obviously 92 points. Hull and Peterborough on the 89 and 87. The season got finished early. Rotherham on 62 from 35, which was, they were in second. So they were like well behind that. Eight Adiel. points away from it. Coventry, <laughs> 67 from 34. So they're one point behind it as well. Luton, um, the season before that, 18, 19, won the league uh, better than two points per game because they yeah. were on 94 points. But Barnsley were 
a point short of it on on ninety one. So basically, in the three seasons we've been down here, two points per game would have brought would, would bring promotion in all of those seasons, and you'd have won the league in two of them. So that's why we always use that as the sort of the baseline to say that's where you need to try and be at. Um, Weatherspoon hadn't bothered doing the graphic at the time. Well, it's a, he's so, a waste of time, him. Like I, I've given up asking yeah. him to do anything now. Right. So I can't elaborate in terms of like positions comparative to where we've been in previous seasons, but I feel like we we must be pushing the Jack Ross one now. I think, um, we, yeah, I would know. Well, we would know if Chris had provided a graphic, Rich. Richard, I've, been <laughs> asking, I've yeah. been asking him since Monday to do it. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say if it is this is the best it's ever been in League One because I remember ever been. I remember this time this time under Ralph. Uh, 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 at this point, under Ross, we'd um, drawn terribly with Shrewsbury. Um, and that was with we Madger. We like doing that. We like with Madger in the team yeah. as well. And it was. I know a lot of people say oh, it all went. It all went south when Madger left, but it hadn't. It was. It was. It had gone turgid. Um, he was bailing us out a lot. Yeah, he was. As well. Was he we was, weren't doing it? this to teams at this time of the year either. So, no, so, no, we've been crying. We've been crying out for performances like this. Um, you know, under 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 Ross and obviously Phil Parkinson, which we've been crying out for for anything, but one um, yeah. nil would have done under him. But but this this was the kind of performance that will make people. And the good thing is that there, there, there weren't many other games last night as well. So this is this was a real opportunity for other people to look at us and go, actually, these are well, putting, putting together a decent run. You know, we've had we, that we've had that appearance on TV against Arsenal, um, and it doesn't matter what the pundits say, but it is starting to make people notice that we've got a bit of a team, we've got a bit of momentum and that maybe this could be our year. I, I Yeah, you're right. And I, I was just looking at the, the table before and obviously we're, we're no longer the team with the games in hand, which seems, which is the first time really since we've been down here that that has, that, that has been us. Um, and we, we play twice before Wigan play again in the league because Wigan is still in the cup. So, like we we play Wickham and we play Lincoln at home before they play in on fifteenth of January. I, be, I believe I don't think I think they're still in the cup anyway because um, their game against Accrington has been binned. And it's I'm so I'm more I'm so annoyed now that we don't play on Sunday because that would have been I, I genuinely thought, think we would have hammered Fleetwood and that would have been a real like. Right, we go actually go clear at the top of the league here, um, but never mind. Eh? Mm. I, I, I think that's an interesting point because I was thinking they could probably do with a break now. I I, I did wonder before. Then I sleep, son. Well, because <laughs> I was thinking before, like now that leaves a few games off, the instructions could be go out and give like double the effort for this game, put mm. everything into it because you're going to have a few days off. And Johnson kind of alluded at the end as well to say, you know, we could put maximum effort into the game and you know, yeah. it might have impacted on the, the sort of performance last night. So, but then, you do, that... but then you do think Fleetwood are crap. So even Fleetwood are rubbish, yeah. yeah even yeah. if we, we'd scraped a 1-0 win, it's another three points on the board, isn't it? While we're winning games. So, well, I, thought, I thought Ross would have come off sooner last night, but... He never seems to do that. See, mm. he runs himself into the ground as well. You'd think, like, after he'd scored, he's at Rick, he would say, right, get yourself off. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Because I came on the hour mark as well. I thought, right, get him off, get Harris on maybe for, for a good half hour, or get um get Kim Bjorker on for, yeah. for half an hour. And that was obviously he came on, but 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 he played up alongside Stuart. He did well. He did well, yeah. 
Yeah, he's, he took the goal really well. He seems to have bulked up a bit. I don't know. Don't know whether yeah. I've I've kind of I don't like, think underestimated. We need a buy striker now. I think we just yeah. need to play him all the time. Absolutely. Or convert yeah. someone. Convert well, someone Alves, you tried to do, <laughs> he did that last night. He was just up front for a bit. Yeah, that was a uh, that was it was nice to see, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> no, it was. It, I, I was really that was the most I've enjoyed a game for years. That yeah, to be absolutely. Honest, like, I thought it was brilliant. I know we. Were, I know I said we talked about the don't ask the game as well, but that was probably the most routine win you're gonna you're gonna see. And like, I don't know. Last night just felt like. We'd won an actual game of football, and I just had a, a, a nice time. <laughs> yeah, Rick, Rick, I've got bad news for you. We were a point better off under Jack Ross at this stage. Uh, well, doing the research. <laughs> yeah, well, right, start again. <laughs> I, my point stands. It's wrong, but it stands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. To be fair, I think I'm not. I, yeah, that took us long enough just to do that, so I'm not going to go and do the other seasons now. But uh, I think we are significantly better off than the last couple of seasons. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What do we think about the? Um, a lot of people have been bringing up the old Liam Bridcut quotes as well because. Of, well, um, he's a loser. Well, you know, he he, he seems to suggest like lots of weak players who've played for Sunderland do that. The crowd are somehow to blame, and you hear this get rolled out whenever Sunderland are under bad form. And of course, he said that he made a comment after the season where there was at the end of last season, wasn't it, when there'd been no crowd. To say, yeah. well, Sunderland have had a better season because the fans aren't there. Um, yeah. We didn't. Is... We didn't have a good season. Mm. Yeah. Well, we finished we've lost, You know, we lost once under Jack Ross in, in eighteen nineteen at home in the league. We lost once the following season in the league at home. We've lost mm. once so far this season at home in the league, mm. and the season where fans weren't allowed in, we lost six at home. Yeah. So, so it almost um, sounds like Liam Bridcutt yeah. is talking out his ass, doesn't it? Really. Mm. Like he, he like. Look, we thirty-five thousand there last night. You can't tell me that game's the same if it's behind closed doors. And that's that's with that's them their fans as well. Like adding to the to the, just the occasion really, and our players rose to that being an occasion. I think. Yeah, like, I think. Talk about if you go because we've had it so many times from players and managers desperate to praise the crowd when it's going well. And then it all becomes a problem when, yeah, when it when it isn't, and it's something that, to be honest, I'm just like bored of because it's like it's it's not true. 
it's never been true. Like even when we were in the when we were first in the, the Premier League under Reid, like we lost like three games at home or something, or, or like in in both seasons, the home record was was incredible. Yeah, P- people just hate coming here when it's like that last night because yeah. the home rightly you just come and get beat. And yeah. we've been scoring five. Like, when was the last time we scored? Like, we've won five nil three times. That's what I'm betting on the next midweek game we play. By the way, because we just, every league one we get is five nil. So, yeah, let's we'll, have a new one. One. Yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it might be the I'll odd reverse, that. but like, you know, I mean, the atmosphere last night was was as good as it's been all season. Um, <laughs> it was it was fantastic. I and a lot of the you could say you could say that the players were feeding off it. Um, you know, there was a there was a moment where uh, where Kim Bioka was defending a corner and South Stand asked for a wave, mm. uh, which, which you very rarely see. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's not something we've done this much this season, and we got we got one from 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 Johnson I'm as not, well. I'll be honest, I'm not sure I've ever seen that. I'm not sure that I've never seen, seen a player do it. Ask a player who's defending a corner at the time yeah, yeah. to give them a win. <laughs> and then and they replies. Oh. replies yeah. Yeah. And the goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, oh no, balls yeah. in the net. Oh no. Look, oh, we debut and it, it was just a nice, like, I mean, it helped the fact that we were kind of so far ahead, but even in the early stages where, where you know, the, they, they kind of put pressure on us from the start, you know, and I think for the first five, ten minutes, we struggled to get out of our box because they they were pressing so so well, Sheffield, and the fan the fans were were there. They were on the side, you know. They were, they have been all season, you know. It's it's not. Yeah, yeah. It, it, people realise quite quickly that we're not the problem, but you know, not that's Liam their Bridcut. agenda. Not Liam Bridcut, who hardly had a you know a great time up here, with well, the exception of one good game, which was away. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, it's been a, a lovely week, hasn't it? It's a shame. Mm. Well, there's nothing. There's nothing to preview uh, because Fleet would have managed to get the game called off. Um, would preview the January window or just we see what that. we think. What we think might happen. Um, uh, you know, not, I, a massive, not on a massive amount of detail, Matt. I don't want to stop you from getting out for your uh, night out. You can do what you want. Mate. <laughs> right, I'll put you to sleep soon. <laughs> um, um, I think we'll. Uh, I don't know. I, I think we we need to bring in. It's going to tell us a lot, this, isn't it? Three or four players about Oof. you know, because Lee Johnson's. T- what was quite funny was on, on my Twitter feed, and it was an article Lee Johnson and the and the, and the headline quote was um, Lee Johnson said that this will be business will be really slow this January, and then the tweet underneath it was the Bolton um, journalist doing a tweet with an article, and the headline for that was Bolton get some early January business done. <laughs> All right. Um and I was that was quite good, quite contrasting that they assigned the player already and we've been told about it. But actually when you read that don't, alarm bells, does that sound harsh? Just yeah. he's just talking about loan signings. He's that's he's not mentioning you know that there are there's no talk whatsoever of of anything you you know where we could be prepared to go and get somebody on a permanent or even better spend a little bit of money. And I know, you know, people would say it's not the answer, and we've had countless and endless discussions on this and no, it's not the answer but it, it, it will tell us a lot I think because we're in a position where we need to strengthen now and mm. it's going to tell us a lot about the ownership I think if they're not prepared to, to, to try and 
solidify the position we've now got ourselves into when the players are, are saying that we need help and the manager's saying that we need help. And while loan signings are all well and good, I, th- I just think, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a couple of, you know, one or two on a permanent as well and tr- maybe go and try and get somebody else in the division of, uh, above you. You know, look at the Pritchard quality shown, um, look at the quality yeah. Pritchard shown in the last yeah. In the last few weeks, and he was the one we questioned again, and rightly so, because his first yeah. few games he was crap, <laughs> and and <laughs> you know we, we we got him on a free, a player whose trajectory seems to be going down, and he's playing in Division Three, so that is a fact. And the last, I mean, our good run of forms coincided with him just suddenly turning this on in this in these last few games. So if you can go and you know try and get a couple of players from the division above, and you have got money like. That's the suggestion, isn't it? You know, we were told in the summer, all of a sudden, under oh. threatening to spend big and all that, and it just didn't happen. Did yeah. they even pay no. any? Did they even pay for anybody in the summer? We bought Sergan, didn't we? Right, Sergan, yeah. But yeah. I think the diff- the difference with this window is that we're not we're not kind of under huge amounts of pressure to get someone straight away. Um, you know that that's happened before, where where we're kind of shopping in the in the the bargain, not in the bargain basement, but we've got money to burn, and we're we're, we're trying to. Trying to get a player like to like, be fair, they like did wait until the very last. Pursuit. They did wait until the very last minute to get Will Grigg and waste all yeah, the money on them. Exactly. <laughs> I think uh, it, it's a different. It's a different situation. You know, we do we do need cover and attack, but if well, we don't get a striker, is it is it a huge disaster? I don't know, but I, what I would do is not to play him, but I'd recall Will Grigg from Rotherham because yeah, that I'd just that. removes it removes an option for them. Yeah, yeah. I'd send him somewhere else. I'd bother to send him to like Tranmere or something. I don't care where he goes. But I wouldn't let Rotherham have an option that they could use. He could potentially score a goal off his arse to put them top. Yeah, ahead of us. I just, I, I just think it's a no-brainer to just go. Sorry, you have to come back. Yeah, I mean, it's it's increasingly likely now that the, <clears> the, the it's going to be two of Rotherham, Wigan, and and us yeah. going up. You know, that's that's. Whatever the outliers are around around us, I don't think anyone else will stay the course. I think Rotherham are, are doing what what Luton did, as, as we alluded to earlier, right? with with their yeah. more than two points a game. I think Rotherham have have got that ability to to just keep on grinding out those results, and and they'll be they'll be up there. Um, Wigan are a little bit like us, but it all depends on what what kind of January they have. Um, Wigan are prone to a knacker as well, like like mm. we are, like you say, like the, you know that. They, they're prone to like losing to an Accrington at home or yeah. something stupid like that. Um, but they've got, they seem to be built quite a lot on spirit as well, Wigan. Uh, so let's, hopefully that gets broken. Yeah. Crushed. Like, <laughs> like Sheffield Wednesday were crushed. Yeah. They left, they, they left broken men last night. <laughs> they did. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they, they got booed on. They got booed on in the second half. Love it. Love it. <laughs> nice booing on grown men booing other men under some grass. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah the, right. the speed the speed could tell us a lot of it all because, like we said again yeah. before, Matt, when we were talking about you know if Broadhead's going to be out for a, a massive amount of time, it's pointless keeping him. Yeah, um, you know. So Alves as well as as hilarious as it was that he got a run out up front <laughs> last night. Um, you know, he's clearly not being fancied. Um, oh. And so, if 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 Johnson's suggesting the loan signings are going to be towards the latter end of the month, and we see those two sent home quite quickly, that that could be an encouraging sign. Yeah. That they, think, they think they're doing some business, I guess. So, 
Yeah. I just hate the whole thing. I, I wish you could just, it was like the olden days where you could just buy players yeah. until, until like May or whatever it was. Yeah, and be yeah, like, yeah. Oh, someone plays well against you, so you just go, yeah. he was quite good, so we just buy him? Well, they did that with John Byrne from memory in 92. He came to the Rocker Park, he scored for Brighton, played really well, but we beat them, and then that was his last game for Brighton, and he played for, <laughs> we signed him after that. We should do that anyway. Yeah. And just break the rules. Yeah, we should sign Barry Bannon. We should. I think it's great. He's on, about 20 odd, he's on about 20-odd grand a week. Though, yeah, so. it's, it's, it's quite wins. funny how, how much he looks like <clears throat> Alex Pritchard as well, like yeah. next to each other. <laughs> yeah. It was like an advert. Like It's like Alex Pritchard having a good day and a bad day. And it's like <laughs> following around like for the advert for, like I don't know, Actimel or something. And it's like Alex Pritchard yesterday drank his Actimel, and if he hadn't, they would have been Barry Bannon. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> right. Listen. Do you want to talk about anything else? Um, <laughs> Steve about... like, keeps adding things in. And I don't want no, to. no, no, these no. Dan, Dan Neil rumours. We? Oh. You have to end on a sour note. The last part of the year. Yeah. And now we I have think... to be sad. Is, was he's that not, the last He's not going to be in a hurry to leave, is he? I don't no, think. but he's going to leave at some no. point. I don't want to already, already don't want to think about that, really, because yeah. he's good, isn't he? A, a, a lot yeah. will be whether we go up, I think. Personally. Yeah, no, I agree. I think if we go up, I think we'll hang on to one for another year. Yeah, I think the fact we're in League One, you know, while a few clubs might have sort of had half a conversation about it, realistically, they want players to step, they're expecting somebody to step up two yeah. levels to play for them. And none of those teams are going to guarantee him anywhere near enough football. He's just yeah. started playing. He was frustrated not getting a game for us last season. He started playing. It's a club he supports. It's a club he's been at since he was a kid. And I know those things go out the window when people start throwing money around. But Having said that, I do, and this might be built on nothing other than being naive or gullible and, and liking to see the romantic side of football. Yeah, I think you would think, unless he was guaranteed football somewhere at somebody yeah. significantly <clears throat> better than us, then he's just going to want to hang around. But Yeah, I, I, I agree. But, and I hope he does because, like, he's, I mean, he's, he's excellent. Like, he could go happily now, I think, playing the championship, like, no problem. I think you could play uh, in the Premier League now. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, mm. I don't know. It's half the season we're judging them that on that. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I know he played well against quite, Arsenal, but I think. I think to know, do it week in week out for yeah. the Premier League side now, I don't think he's quite quite at that level yet. And I yeah, think, sometimes players yeah. have good seasons and then play a crap for the rest of their lives. So then drink yeah. water. Oh well, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but he, I think he's a massive loser. Him, by the yeah. way, know where he is. Uh, Plays uh, Redden, oh, yeah, Redding, I believe. Yeah, they're, they're I can't stand Redden either. Nah, Red, Redden are in the Brentford club for me. I'd get yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, they can go for this stupid ground. Uh, crap. Um, no, I, I don't think he, I don't, I certainly don't think he'd leave in January. Um, but yeah, I agree, Stephen. I think if we go up, I think we might be able to build a team around him, hopefully, and and keep him for a bit uh, before inevitably someone like the mugs the, nah, the dogs <laughs> why would you do that because they'll probably just do it on purpose they'll probably yeah. just try and come and take out players on purpose yeah, yeah. They, they already, well they came, well, they came and they came and got like um, our, our academy manager Oh, no, thinking, no, thinking, no, that, thinking, that, thinking that that's sort of some sort of magic wand where you think, oh, well, suddenly they're playing, they're bringing younger 
play yeah. a bit, a younger players through those. So let's just go and get the academy. As if that's the answer to it. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they then just said, "All right, well, actually, let's just shortcut <laughs> it now and just yeah, go and just buy, buy their academy it. products." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's just yeah, let's just not even think about that. Like I said, well, I am now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I feel partly responsible for this. <laughs> so you should. Um, no, no, well, well, no, we shouldn't end on a on a on a sour. As note, long as so the fans keep singing, he's one of our own. Then he'll never leave. That's how it works, it, it, exactly, exactly. Uh, so start well, singing the same about Elliot, or he'll start to get a bit quite very passionate about that, aren't you? Disillusioned. Well, I just he, think he's he, playing so well as well. He but is, he is. Playing well. The both the same song. The Rejoy. I'm just saying, he's, I just think it's funny because he's probably, they're probably like in a car together or whatever. He's got how come you get the song? Hey, youngin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very much Andrew Ridgely to, to George Michael, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You know, he, he, George Michael gave uh, Andrew Ridgely a, a writer's credit on um, Careless Whisper. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it felt bad. I think uh, that, might, that, might be, uh, that might be wrong. But... No, I think oh, well, I've, definitely, I've definitely read that fact before, whether it's. One yeah. of those made-up ones that float around, I don't know, but I've definitely read that as well. So yeah. let's just say it's true and go out on a nice note. Oh, well, let's do that then, yeah. And, uh, yeah, go and listen to Careless Whisper as you uh, Absolutely. ring in the new year in uh, Wexenville. You'll hear from us next year. So all the best. Yeah. All the best, everybody. Have a great all new the year. Best. Top of the league Have to a finish new year. year. Have a nice no, no, really good. Don't watch Jules Holland. Yeah. Uh, go out. Get because <laughs> it's not live it's not live, not live. it's they recorded, recorded in about me um, and yeah right happy new year thanks for listening Great, I finally got to do my Jules Holland impression. (laughs) Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.